0: You guys are the best. I do prong collar place for extending time before structured walks. It has helped my dog's anxiety tremendously.
1: Good. Yeah. I think think duration work in general helps Mm. dogs anxiety. I think teaching a dog how to do nothing for long periods of time helps with anxiety. Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge advocate of exercise. Like we never usually talk about exercise on the show, but it's like I'm a huge advocate of exercise. I'm a huge advocate of proper diet. We feed raw. You don't have to feed raw, but there's not too many good commercial grade kibbles available in fact we've got a great how to start your dog on raw ebook on our website that you can buy um it's like 1999 and you can download it Um, um and um and then we're big on engagement games and we're big on training but we're really big as pet dog remember we're pet dog trainers so as a pet dog trainer most of the time the dogs like we've got five dogs here all lying down doing nothing and they're not tired they're just in command or they're not even in command they just assume while well, we're doing the show i'll lie i'll i'll lie down and do nothing like what else would they do next
0: right
1: hey we're live how's everybody going how's everybody doing
0: stopping by to give thanks continuing education for dog owners and trainers Grateful.
1: awesome dogs just stop doing bad shit it's incredible! And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> hey everybody, how are you? It's Jeff Gelman of Solid k Training in Joel. And this is um, our, our, week. I can't even say weekly, it's our tri-weekly Q&A. We do it three times a week. We've moved it to 7 o'clock just to make everyone's life a little bit easier, especially our life. We did it to make our life easier, um, just so we can get out of here at a decent hour. Um... Uh, what you do is you ask questions. We give answers. Um, most people are struggling with their dogs, so a lot of the questions are: How do I stop? How do I stop? Um, how do I stop?
0: Oh, you didn't put the logo up.
1: Um. <laughs> is that the logo right there? That's
0: enough of a sound effect. Yeah, that's it.
1: That's the logo right there. Yep. There we go. There's the logo right there. I took it down because Angelo Angelo had his um. Oh. Uh. Angelo had his podcast. I took it down for his podcast. Mm. So um, so what we do is we, we answer questions, and a lot of the questions are, how do I stop, how do I stop, how do I stop? So you hear us talk about punishment a lot. Punishment, unfortunately, is getting a bad rap, and people are, are correlating with abuse, and it's not. It's just punishment is unemotional. It's no yelling, no screaming. It's just a matter of just fact. It's just like, you just can't do that. Um, and that's what this show is all about, um, pretty much. Most people are not like, how do I train my dog to do a proper sit? Like, yeah. There's 10,000 videos on that. Anybody right. can do that. But getting good information on how to stop unwanted behaviors, unfortunately, there's not good information on there, mm. um, out there at all on social media, which is how a lot of people are learning, um, or books or anything else. I think people are really pushing this agenda of positive reinforcement. Um, I got something, you know, messaged to me right before the show again somebody from kentucky you know bashing our seminar series over in scotland and all the controversy and like you know positive reinforcement is still the best way it's like
0: it sounds so nice doesn't it
1: it's not only does it sound nice but it's like the the top three things that people hire us for will not stop it yeah and it's a disservice to owners and it's just that's why that's why owners are struggling Mm -hmm. bottom line and the narrative that they even say is like, no, actually punishment is causing dogs to badly behave. And it's actually the opposite. It literally is the opposite. Correcting a dog's unwanted behavior does not make the dog misbehave. End of story. Ignoring it or rewarding it does. It's just it's simple. It, these are simple but concepts. Sense. And most of our owners know that. Yeah. They've figured it out. They've figured it out. Um um, and then we do a seminar series called um, Jeff Gelman Seminars. Go to JeffGelmanSeminars.com and you can go there and you can see that we're doing um, uh, over 25 seminars uh, in seven countries um, this, uh, this year in 2020. We've got Frederick, Maryland coming up and then we've got Portland, Oregon and Providence, Rhode Island coming up. But then there's, they're all over the country, but those are the next three that are coming up, especially in March. March is gonna be a very busy month. Um, and then we have the training center, which we're sitting at right now. And then in the training center, which is fa- a fantastic place, and at the training center, we do a little bit of everything. Excuse me. Most people are here for um, three weeks to. Oh my gosh! Excuse me. What are you me. doing? I'm just trying to get the the question, <laughs> like the part that I see the, that I see the questions mm. too. Um, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get to that part, but for some weird weird reason, I I I can't. I can click on this, but. I can't click on the big thing that I usually normally see. Um, So uh, what, what, um, at the training center, we do everything for, from a four to six week boarding train. And we deal with all behaviors, all behaviors and 95% of it is reward based. But again, dogs come in here that are out of control. And I would love to see people that do a reward only, um, training philosophy stop these dogs from this bad behavior. It's so bad. Everything like le- like something simple like leash reactivity. Mm-hmm. It's something simple like leash reactivity. Um, um, everyone for some reason the step one that we all, we often suggest they think that's all we do, but it's like no step one is probably one of the most important parts. But then after that there's like tons of tons of time for rewards, tons mm-hmm. of time t- for rewards. So there's also something called top chat at the bottom of your screen. You can um, there's a dollar sign and you can put that. Um, you can put that up with, uh, put, put it up. You can put um, a dollar amount in there and your question goes to the top of the queue. Um, or just donate money because you appreciate all the hard work we're doing, but you do not have to pay to play. We will answer as many questions as we can in 90 minutes as long as Joelle does not go on a rant.
0: Please. I don't go on rants. So? Unless you want to talk to me about social media, then I'll go on a rant.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> Here we go. Ruben. My 13-month-old boxer only responds to leash pressure. She still doesn't know voice commands, as in sit, stay, kennel up. What am I doing wrong?
1: Well, I don't know. I'm not watching you train the dog, but I mean, um, you can use, what's the reward-based system you're using? So, all of our basic commands we teach with food, the dog's daily food. We historically don't use treats. We use the daily food. A lot of people ask us, what treats are you using? It's like, we do so much food training, we use the dog's daily food, but you don't have to. Um, But how many reps are you doing? Are you being consistent? Are you marking the behavior that you want? Um, historically, if you have to keep using leash pressure, the dog's not understanding what you're, what you're doing. So, but we often use leash pressure as well. Um, so what you can do is you can use, um, we just use a food reward system and we just do repetition after repetition after repetition to the hundreds till the dog understands it and then we hold the dog accountable. Next.
0: Uh, Melissa said good evening Jeff Joelle and everyone in the chat hello how are you Melissa
1: thanks for being here
0: Cheryl hi Jeff and Joelle sorry I missed you Wednesday night hope you're both feeling better Joelle your hair looks fabulous as always it does thanks Cheryl was it
1: Wednesday night we did a show or was it we did one Wednesday we did one Wednesday yeah Yeah, I wasn't sure if we mixed, mixed it up this week
0: Michelle hey I feel like I haven't caught a live in forever um, were, we didn't do one. The, we, we took all a week. Last week, we we're sick.
1: We we took a week off between sickness yeah. and traveling. We just couldn't make it work. We couldn't make it work at all. Yep. Yeah. We missed it too.
0: Um, ish, you guys are the best. I do prong collar place for extending time before structured walks. It has helped my dog's anxiety tremendously.
1: Good. Yeah. I think I think duration work in general helps mm. dogs anxiety. I think teaching a dog how to do nothing for long periods of time helps with anxiety. Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge advocate of exercise. Like we never usually talk about exercise on the show, but it's like, I'm a huge advocate of exercise. I'm a huge advocate of proper diet. We feed raw. You don't have to feed raw, but there's not too many good commercial grade kibbles available. In fact, we've got a great how to start your dog on raw ebook on our website that you can buy um it's like 1999 and you can download it Um, um and um and then we're big on engagement games and we're big on training but we're really big as pet dog remember we're pet dog trainers so as a pet dog trainer most of the time the dogs like we've got five dogs here all lying down doing nothing, and they're not tired, they're just in command, they're not even in command, they just assume, well, we're doing the show, I'll lie lie down and do nothing, like what else would they do next?
0: Right, Tabitha, I had a board and train fail due to owner negligence and unwillingness to change their lifestyle to meet the needs of their young dog, how do you deal with failure?
1: Well, you didn't fail, number one, it's not your dog. It's really, really, really important, in fact, we were talking about this today, um as far as like owner compliance like you did not fail you did your job if you train the dog to a level of expectation that was agreed upon. If you train the owner for more than an hour, with well some people unfortunately are only doing an hour go homes, but you know, if you train the, the owner and the owner has a full understanding of what to, what it's supposed to do, but the owner has refused to change their lifestyle or to follow through, you did not fail. That's the owner's failure. And that's not owner shaming at all. It's not your dog. It's their dog. If that's what they decided to do is to not change, then that's on them. And there are people out there that won't do that. And it's a reality and it probably should be talked about more. So there are people out there that own biting dogs that refuse to do what it takes to stop them from biting. And so, but that's on them. It's not on you. It's not your dog. So, if you care, you can't care more about the owner, which sounds anti owner, but it's not. It's pro owner, it's their dog. So, if I, I'll make it really simple. If I sell you a car, but you decide not to put oil in that car and not to maintain that car, and the engine blows up, you can't pass the buck to me. It's your fault. You didn't take care of it. You didn't do the basic minimum requirements. But now we're talking about not a vehicle, we're talking about a dog, which is living and breathing and thinking and has teeth and it can harm someone. And if it makes the wrong choice, it can, harm, it could, it can end up dead. Dogs die for numerous reasons, for ingesting things to biting the wrong person that the judge says, now you're dead. And if the owner doesn't want to to, to be a good steward of that dog, that's on them. That's on them. And if the owner wants to do things that make them feel good, but it's the worst thing for the dog, that's also on them. When you have specifically told them you're, you're encouraging unwanted behavior. And we talk about it all the time. We talk about it with our owners all the time but nobody got a dog to be a hard ass with, but nobody also got a dog to have to put it down because it bit a kid or keeps getting into dog fights or it pisses and shits all over the house or they don't. So I've got huge empathy for owners that are struggling, but also it's really difficult to have empathy for an owner who refuses to follow simple instructions. So you didn't fail. They did. They're failing their dog. It's their failure. Next.
0: Um, do, 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 Jack, hey, guys. I hope y'all are feeling better. It's been a while since I've had the chance to catch y'all live.
1: I'm I'm still, I'm not there yet. I'm good. Good for you. I'm going to get there. <laughs> good for you. No, no, I meant good for you. <laughs> can you
0: push over just a little? I'm going out of the screen.
1: Yep. There we go. I mean, I can also move yeah. this. Can no, also... it's
0: fine. It's good now.
1: Move that a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Next.
0: You have just, like, the fatigue, the lingering fatigue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I'm getting that. I'm actually drinking tea tonight. Wow. Yeah. I switched to tea.
0: Back in the gym, crushing my workouts. It's
1: good. Oh, it's yeah. It's so nice. It's good. I freaking
0: hate being sick. I know. Take care of yourselves, everyone.
1: Yeah. You don't
0: realize how important your health is until it's gone and you're sick in bed. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. It's like, oh, I miss being able to breathe out of my nose. Twitch. <laughs> I
1: miss being able to walk to the bathroom without shitting myself. Seriously. Like, yeah. <laughs> right yeah
0: the little things man yep uh twitch hey jeff i have a nine-month-old american bully and was just wondering when walking him do i correct him with the e-collar or the prong collar
1: what's the dog doing
0: that's all they say yeah you,
1: you might not have to correct the dog at all i mean what's the dog doing and what's the most effective thing and also has the dog been trained on those tools so remember these are just tools so much training goes into these dogs so much training goes into these dogs. So it's like if you just like correct the dog, is it going to know what to do? So there has to be – people have got to remember the amount of work that goes into these dogs. So I don't know what the dog is doing next.
0: Jack, hey, Jeff and Joelle. Thanks for finding time to chat with all with us all the time. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Tabitha, I found an amazing home for the dog with another client of mine, but I feel like I failed this owner-dog combo.
1: I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I don't know the situation next
0: Dakota and blessing. Hello. Can you go into details on how to create a positive association with other dogs for my dog who is no longer reactive? Hold on. I give low level e-collar stim to lower his hackles. And then I click and treat for looking at them and softer body language. Is this okay?
1: Yeah, that is okay. But I don't know anything about the other dogs. There's so many variables there's so many variables when it comes to dog dog interaction and the the smallest thing might set your dog off. I don't know. There's 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 you know, it's it's such an artful dance. It's such an artful dance, but that protocol of rewarding, you know, softer eyes, softer energy is a good idea. Next.
0: Michelle, good evening, Jeff and Joel. Hey Michelle. Marad, hello both. Finally catch you guys in early start of the video. Lots of love and respect for you from your friend from Iran. Oh, oh Cuba of hey. course. Hey, how are you? Can you please teach us some tricks on YouTube too if possible? Tricks?
1: Trick, well we have you can go to um uh, cool cool dog dog tricks. tricks, cool dog tricks, cooldogtricks.com and pick the one penny extra option and you'll get 12 t- tricks for $20 and that's how you can learn but also you can just no, you're like, I you, think. <laughs> I can just, I can move. I, no,
0: I just feel like when you moved it, you like put me right back in the same position oh, I was in. Oh, did I? Oh. Yeah.
1: So, so you can, you can also Google, um, I mean, YouTube, other people's tricks. But, but cool dog tricks is our trick training video. Next.
0: Rachel, hey guys, happy Saturday.
1: Hey, happy Saturday to you. Is it Saturday? Yeah, it is Saturday. Tomorrow's Sunday.
0: Feels really weird. This yeah. is a weird week. Yeah,
1: it's Saturday the 29th, actually.
0: Hmm. Maraud. Because literally you're the only one I believe in and I want to learn everything from a guy like you, dear Jeff.
1: Well, thank you so much. But there's a, you should learn from as many people as possible because my wealth of knowledge is very small compared to like the whole spectrum of things. Next.
0: Andrea, I have two dogs that when in the car will go crazy when they see a dog or human. I can't bonk them because they're in the back. Can I use e-collar for this?
1: Yeah, that's usually our go to, our, our, our go-to for reactivity in the car is the remote collar and there's a phrase called, you make it suck. And guess what? Dogs stop doing it. It's as simple as that. They just stop doing it, historically. Um, That's a great example where punishment works. No, and then correct. And you make it uncomfortable for the dog to be a jerk in the car, and the dog stops being a jerk. It's as simple as that. Next.
0: Sarah, hi, threw my bonker at my dog, and he growled and then got super excitable. I can't throw the bonker hard enough either.
1: So are you saying no? There is an art to throwing a bonker. Remember, there's an art to all dog training. I think that's the missing link. Mm And traveling the world, doing seminars, I see that. It's like there is an art to everything. I think if people, there there are folks out there, and this is no fault of their own, who are struggling just holding a leash proper, if they just held the leash better, they'd have a better behaved dog. The dog would walk better. So the way you use and deploy a bonker, if you don't know what a bonker is, just Google my name. You'll learn what a bonker is. <laughs> um, um, but I've got videos on a YouTube channel what a bonker is. But there is an art to it. And there's timing to it. Next. Uh,
0: Denise, Donicia said, hello, J&J. What is bonking?
1: Um, look it up. Look it up on my YouTube channel. Type in bonking in my search box, you'll learn it. It's all it is, oh here's one right here. It's a cotton towel. It's a great punisher. It's a way to stop a lot of unwanted behaviors, but there's a timing to it. You're not just randomly throwing a towel at your dog. That's the thing about corrections. It's the same with rewards. You shouldn't be randomly just rewarding your dog and you shouldn't be randomly correcting your dog. It should be tied to a specific thing a thing that you want the dog to do and a thing that you don't want the dog to do. And I think that it's really important that people understand that. And especially the narrative about like, you know, this narrative that we keep hearing and I'm sure all of you have heard, like dog trainer hits dogs to train them. It's like, no, I don't. That's a falsehood and that's a lie. And for people to believe that and to be that gullible to think that that's what we do, it's like, well then shame on you. Next.
0: Dakota and Blessing, I already read that. Michelle, seeing training translate to real life is a wonderful thing. Took my recycling out and turned back to see four or five dogs sitting in the door. I said break and they calmly walked out. Yay.
1: That's awesome. It, it really, really is. When it, all, when it all comes together, it's a fantastic thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose Brothers Dog Training, hey, is your Scotland trip canceled?
1: No. No, we're still going to Scotland. We're still going to the UK. People think it is, but it's not. I've seen the news reports too. It's not. We're still going. We're still everything. Everything is on schedule. Everything is on schedule. So that's just more propaganda. Next.
0: She Wolf. J&J sending love and positivity your way. Will doing kennel drills help my GSD pups build confidence and eventually stop submissive fear peeing? What can I do to help them?
1: I think training overall helps build confidence. I think everything put together helps build confidence. I think you can't really pick and choose one thing. I think it's a little bit of everything. Next.
0: Marad, and by the way, I corrected my six-month-old puppy because of door stress, getting too anxious and hyper when my brother comes home. I bonked her in like a blink. The bad behavior is gone. Thank you, guys.
1: Yep. It works. Not every time, but it works a lot of the time next.
0: James, I have a French Mastiff. He'll be four months. Is it okay to start training with the e collar
1: Um, all depends on what you're going to do. So at four months old, which is 16 weeks old, we would layer that over our existing, um, food training protocols. Now with the pressure on pressure off theory of CS and NCS, but we would not be using it for correcting unwanted behaviors. I'm sorry. We would not be using it for correcting obedience right now. Remember, there's an art to it. The last thing we want anyone to ever do, I've never said it, never will, I don't believe it, is if your dog doesn't do an obedience command while it's in the learning stage, just to shock it. I've never said that before, nor do I think that. So it is a long, long process. Now, to stop it from doing an unwanted behavior, such as jumping up on the counter, getting in the trash, getting in the litter box, Barking, yes, you would correct the dog for that. But the last thing I want anyone to do is just to be shocking their dog because it doesn't listen to an obedience command. That's not dog training. Next.
0: Um, Rachel, not sure if this is a good live question or not, but could you talk about the transition from continuous stim to noncompliance? I think that's what it's called.
1: Yeah, NCS. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, what was the question?
0: What's that? like how do you go oh, from CS to oh, CS? Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh. Why don't you explain that?
0: So continuous stem, you're only going to ever start CS once the dog fully fully understands the command with just verbal. So right. you should be able to tell your dog down, it downs. You're not helping it with the leash, you're not luring it. Literally, you have distractions going on and the dog truly understands what down or whatever command you're working on. This hits. is how we
1: train. Right. So,
0: we lay the foundation first with like the leash learning and then eventually we get it to just verbal compliance. Then we introduce remote which is CS. So, once you start CS or escape conditioning, you'll start you'll prime the dog, you'll do one command at a time. So, say we're working on down for instance, we'll do 5 reps of down. Dog does it every time. Okay. Now you're going to take the word away just use remote with leash guidance because now, like, the remote is not directional. So it feels it, and it's like, what do I do? Oh, help him with the leash, right? So then they're like, oh, you want me to down? Pressure goes off. So once you've done enough reps of CS and the dog just starts doing the behavior every single time, they've pretty much figured out escape conditioning because they understand that when they feel stem, they offer X behavior. And then you start doing it in, like, different rooms, different scenery. Like, don't just do it in your living room. Be like, they totally understand it now. Do it, like, in your living room, in your backyard, in your driveway. And once they're doing it every time with just remote, now they're ready for non-compliant stim, which is now you add your word back in. So we'll pretend we're still talking about down. This is, like, really
1: – people have to this underst- is a
0: long answer.
1: People have to understand that the amount of – time that is put behind remote coward training
0: lots of reps so anyway i'm really i'm going through this pretty quickly but so now once your dog understands escape conditioning or cs they're doing it every time they feel the remote boom dog goes into a down now you start ncs which is non-compliant stim still gonna be their working level continuous right so you're gonna say down say a squirrel runs by the dog's like i'd rather stare at the squirrel now it's like, aha, you're distracted, put the pressure on, dog feels stim, goes into a down. So it's like, okay, so really the whole reason for non-compliant stim is to break through the distraction. So then you get into your proofing stage of like, you start taunting the dog, hey, pretty girl, la la la, they break command, boom, pressure goes on, they go back into the down or whatever command you're working on, but the whole point of non-compliant stim Is to get that belief system still. So it's like dog doesn't follow through with command. You're still going to feel the stim at lower levels and it's still training them how to like shut the pressure off. And then eventually you do enough reps of that. We're talking like 500 reps, like minimum each command in different distractions, different scenarios before you ever get them to correction but you're giving them a chance now to comply without feeling the stim every single time. You're pretty much letting the dog know that they're in control of whether or not they feel stim. It's like, all you have to do is follow the command and you can avoid the stim. That's technically, so this is avoidance training now. You're not in escape anymore, you're in avoidance. The dog's like, how do I avoid feeling the stim? Comply with your command.
1: Right. So, so, so this it's
0: really long. Like I'm trying my best to like explain it in a short way, but like, but you, you can't. can't, you can't it's hours. I could talk about these concepts like for hours. Right.
1: But this is the thing. It's like, and this concept that you're shocking dogs is just false. Yeah. It's like, if anybody wants to turn that into shocking dogs then that's on them. But I think it's important to people for people to understand. It's like, it's a training system. Yeah. It's like taking a green dog that doesn't know anything and training it. Most of our, but here's a great example where like that was a long answer mm-hmm. because why? It's to train a dog to do something, but to stop a dog from doing something, it's usually a short answer. Yeah. Next.
0: And that was still, I feel like I could have gone on more. But. I know you
1: could have, but we have to stop you now.
0: <laughs> right. Um, ba, 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 ba. Terrence, what is the best way to train a dog go onto a moving escalator?
1: What about the best way? But the way that I do it is walk onto a moving escalator. Next.
0: Diana, hello from Tennessee. I'm so happy I found y'all. Hey, Tennessee. How'd you find us, Diana? Let us know.
1: Yep, thanks.
0: Haley, thank you for the free content. Keep fighting the good fight. Thank you for paving the way for other balance trainers. We are forever indebted to you.
1: We're trying. I mean, I think not just trainers, but I think owners need to stand up. This is how things will change. Are you ready? Owners need to share their stories publicly on their journey with their dog. And if you were able to take a really, really dog, we'll call it a bad dog, a badly behaved dog. And if you were able to take a badly behaved dog and turn it into this great, wonderful dog with reward only training, you should share that story. But I don't know too many people that have done that. Most people have tried a lot of stuff and it didn't work. And then they figured out what did work. Well, owners need to share that story publicly and they should make a video on it. Because for trainers to keep doing it, it just turns into this other trainer fight. It's just a bunch of trainers arguing with each other. <laughs> and all, And you know who pays the price? Our dog owners. Yeah. Next.
0: Haley. Oh, I read that. Sorry. Tracy, love your videos.
1: Thank you so much.
0: She Wolf, would it be okay to do a combination of raw and kibble? Can I have the link to the book you use? Thank you so much.
1: The link is on the website. I'm sure
0: Melissa might post so it So go
1: to saladcaninetraining.com shop. But adding kibble defeats the purpose of, tri- of It's still, of, of, no, of I raw. disagree.
0: I think some raw is better than none.
1: I agree too. That's like if you
0: ate fast food every day, but then like maybe now half your meal is whole foods, half your day is whole foods. Right. It's still better than none.
1: It's better than nothing at all next
0: <laughs> um diane we are going on the road with our two dogs rving any tips seat belts, exercise special commands
1: well seat belts are a little bit um, impractical i think um but you can i don't know the size of your dogs i don't know if you've got room for kennels in your dog make sure your dogs are crate trained i wouldn't leave i personally wouldn't leave your average dog i mean out of a crate unless. Your dogs are great out of a crate, but in an RV, but they can destroy the inside of an RV in about 30 seconds or less. As far as commands, your dog should know how to, like, do a lot of nothing so they're not jumping all over the place. Um, As far as, you know, it's a lot of drive time. It's a lot of downtime. Um, You should make sure your dogs are, you've got leashes or they're off-leash trained. Um, But think about logistics, about, like, you know, stopping for potty. Oh,
0: here's a good tip, though. That most people probably don't think of, your water buckets have carabiners to fasten them to the cabinets, so that when you're turning, your freaking water buckets aren't spilling all over the place. Right. <laughs> or when somebody clumsy walks through the RV, they don't knock them over. But even
1: then, they knock them over. Even <laughs> even though they're carabinered, they can still knock them over. Next. Not true. Yeah, they do. Well, they still kick them. I do. Yeah, true. Next.
0: Um, she wolf. How would you layer? How would I layer? Collar is it flat buckle collar, prong collar, then e collar? If you're going from the bottom up.
1: Um no, usually the prong usually the prong collar is at the top next.
0: Prong, e collar, flat.
1: Yep, a lot of starting at the top. Yep, next.
0: Rick, hi J and J. Rick and Trapper have been doing driveway drills. Can't believe the difference it makes. He even seems to enjoy the walks more. I know I do. Thanks for all your help in Florida yeah. and your videos.
1: You're welcome, Rick.
0: Your shirt was so awesome.
1: Yeah, I think I think um, driveway drills are so so important because if anyone doesn't want to know what driveway if anyone doesn't know what driveway drills are, look them up on our YouTube channel. What it's doing is just doing a lot of work a lot of drills on your driveway before you go on the actual walk next
0: Melissa hi from Vegas how do you socialize a puppy when all of the kinder puppy classes here are at parks and require three sets of shots i have a double doodle and she definitely needs socializing
1: um i think there's indoor puppy classes there has to be most of them are not at park i mean i don't know i mean in
0: vegas it sounds like they're all at parks
1: i mean i would imagine i imagine what you do then is you find I mean, I'm sure pet stores, even though I don't like the way they, tr- most pet stores train, um, I mean, their puppy socialization stuff, you really... I mean, I don't, I don't want to say you can't really fuck that up, but I mean, it's like, as long as your dog's not getting picked on by a bunch of dogs, I mean, it, just, the more exposure it gets to dogs, the better. Next.
0: Mm-hmm. Yuri, why do you recommend owners not let people pet their dog?
1: Why? Because I think it's really dangerous to do. I think it's um, um, most... I'm, I'm talking from experience of my body of work, which is 10,000 dogs. So the dogs that we work with, strangers shouldn't be petting. I think even dogs that we don't work with, strangers shouldn't be petting. Why? Because I think that most strangers, they ask, if they even ask to pet your dog, they don't know how to pet your dog. People don't know how to pet dogs. Next thing you know, they're making out with your dog. I it's have so seen true. it. It's true. You, they'll say, oh, can I pet your dog? You'll say, sure. And next thing you know, they're on the ground, hugging your dog, making out with them. And most dogs don't like that. And they'll bite them on the face. Or they'll bite them on the hand. Or they'll go in for a pet. And they'll do a half pet. And then they'll pull back. They'll go more. They'll <laughs> go back. And that's literally how you train a protection dog to bite. So. Uh... Most people don't even know how to pet dogs. Also, most people are too energetic with their petting of dogs. Um, So most people get in dogs' faces. So I'm also personally, the dogs that we work with shouldn't be petted by strangers. I also don't want random strangers petting my dogs. It's, It's all based on personal choice. If you want strangers to pet your dog, you absolutely can do what you want anything that you want to do with your dog you absolutely can do next
0: also I think and I ran into this with Burton because he's like the most social dog ever he start they start trying to get like affection from random people. I had to like proof him off that for a long time. He would like break commands just to go like see random people on that, hikes. I'm like, "You can't do that?" That's
1: another thing. And I'm like,
0: "Shame on me cuz I let every single person pet you." Right.
1: So, so, I think a lot of people also take it out of context. They let their dog pull them towards other people mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, he just wants to meet you." So, I think but again, if you want to let your dog, if you want to let strangers pet your dog, you can. If you want if you don't want to crate your dog, you do not have to. If you don't want a remote power train your dog, you do not have to. So um, you don't have to do anything we suggest at all. But the reason why I don't like people petting my dogs is because most people don't know how to pet dogs. That's why.
0: Holding on dog training, wanted to say being able to watch real life training and problem solving is priceless. Seminars are life changing for owners and their dogs and trainers and rescue folks who attend. So grateful. Thank you. Thank
1: you for hosting a great, Thank fantastic you, Ashley. Sem- seminar. Ashley, it was a pleasure to be down there. And the weather you fucking offered us sucked on day one.
0: Sunday was beautiful. Get Sunday, over it. Sunday
1: was really nice. You going
0: complain about it till next year?
1: Probably. Next. That's,
0: it was still warmer than the shit we got.
1: That's true. Right now. Well, we're not doing outside seminars this time of year, though.
0: Stark Purple got a one-year-old rescue about two months ago, and she is super smart, but she barks a ton whenever anyone she doesn't know comes near her or into the house and has bad separation anxiety. Nothing helps.
1: Okay. So, why do you think she's smart? So, I'm not saying your dog is stupid, but people that say their dog is smart, it's like, most dogs are pretty smart or most dogs are pretty stupid so i mean first of all nothing helps for separation anxiety what i would do and i'm not trying to insult you it's your first time on the show i think but what i'm saying is like like smart is an interesting way to describe a, a, a dog um because like what determines their smartness like did they like were, uh, did they figure out a cure for cancer no well they're not that smart then you know? So can they drive a car? No. They're not that smart then. So, I mean, they eat their own shit. That's not very intelligent. So what I would say is this. Watch my video on separation anxiety. Start there. Watch the video on separation anxiety. Also, massive amounts of routine. Also, cut down on affection. Also, create space. Meaning, like, get away from me for a little bit. Like, You go over there, I'm over here. What happens when people get dogs is they give them way too much affection and they're always with them and they let them follow them around. And then when they leave them, they have separation anxiety. And then also what happens is people don't put them in a structured environment enough. And then what happens is they have separation anxiety. Next.
0: (laughs) Uh, Melissa said Jeff's seminar dates and locations are below. She posted the link.
1: Thank you, Melissa.
0: It's jeffgelmanseminars.com. Jack, my dog would randomly stare down her sibling, growls, and move on to a blood fight with snapping, lock, and shaking. The siblings weren't doing anything. I don't get the trigger. What am I missing?
1: Well, the the, the trigger is your dog's being a dick. That's the big trigger. So believe it or not, that loading, we call that loading, that gets bonked. So if anybody wants to know when we would bonk a dog, it's like as soon as your dog started making those eyes at the sibling dogs, I would say no and bonk the dog. And that's where the reputation I get of like, oh, Jeff just was bonking this happy-go-lucky dog. That's because they weren't fighting yet. But if I waited to the fight, the bonking wouldn't work. The correction wouldn't work. The fact that your dog was, the fact that I listened to you and you told me that your dog has a history of fighting its siblings and I can recognize loading, I'm going to apply my Punisher at the loading. Next.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The random staring that's loading. Yep. Um A Bataglia. Hey J and J and everyone in the chat. Could you give tips on starting your own pack walk with like minded dog owners?
1: Yeah, I would just start it. Just look for it. Put it put it put a thing on a do a meetup group. Mm-hmm. Put a thing on your Facebook page, put a thing on your Instagram page, put a shout out to as many people as you know, and then just have a um, a bunch of rules established and start next.
0: Diana, working in on my reps with my nine month old male G S D, best age in your opinion to neuter?
1: Um, that's a vet question. I'm not I do not have any good advice on spay and neuter next.
0: Rachel, just started following Joelle's Instagram. Hope that's not weird. <laughs> no, it's not weird. No, it's not weird at and all. And your workout videos are inspiring. I just started a year contract with a personal trainer today. Excited for this fitness journey. Awesome. That's awesome.
1: So one, one important thing to do is no matter no matter what, how much you spend on personal training, if you don't do the work, it's not going to work. Show up. So Master
0: you, the art of showing up, especially got. if you have an in-person trainer. Yep. Because.
1: They'll fire you.
0: They could fire you and. It will just be like, hopefully you'll feel guilty about it and just not do that. <laughs> I would guilt trip my clients. Really? You're not going to come today? Next. Okay, <laughs> Dean, the man, the myth, the legend. My dog is territorial behind the fence. Any advice?
1: Yeah, correct it. Yeah, any, any, that that's one of those things where a remote collar on a high level correction will stop. Next. And a lot of people say, why does the dog do well, you need to know why the dog is doing it. Why? Because it's a dog. It's as simple as that. That's what dogs do. And if you have the mindset of like, well, that's what dogs do, you should let them do it. I'm sorry. I don't want my dog running my fence line, barking at everything that goes by. If you want, if you want to, if you want that lifestyle, you go right ahead. But I don't. So what do I do? I correct it. It's a great example of like choices. It's like well, I don't mind that my dog does it. Fine. Then don't stop it. Mm-hmm. But I do mind mm-hmm. with my dogs. So we stop it. Next.
0: Terrence, how do you train a dog? I already read that one. Up and down an escalator. Sean. Yep. Hey, guys. I have a one and a half year old Malinois. When I walk by him or sit at my kitchen counter, he will sometimes bump me hard with his nose. What's he doing and how should I react to that?
1: Um, He's just being a dick. I think he's trying to just... You know, oh my God, you just called a dog a dick. How dare you? It's like, I bet you, what's this person's name? Sean. Sean was like, if if Sean sat down and thought about it, Sean would be like, yeah, that is a pretty dick move for my dog to make. And if I think, if a lot of us thought about it, it's like you're walking by your dog and it walks up to you and it takes its nose and it rams it into you. That's a pretty dick move to make. So, pushy. yeah. So your dog is pushy. I would say no and correct it. I would bonk the dog. I would say no and then bonk. Or if I had a remote collar, no, and remote. Excuse me. Next,
0: Michelle. It feels weird because it's a leap year. Yeah, I know. February just won't freaking end. Tomorrow, thank God.
1: Tomorrow, I know. March.
0: We're almost in spring. I think it's gonna get in the sixties next week.
1: Yep, yeah, it's supposed to be Monday. It's Ooh. supposed to be sixty. I think next.
0: So nice, blessing. When saying no in everyday life, like your dog picking at something, like your dog picking something up off the floor, while. Off leash. Can I use a slightly lower level correction to reinforce the word no? um
1: I would use a higher. When, when it, hold on. Oh, sorry. I thought you were done. When I
0: would say no, he would immediately hesitate and stop what he was doing, and I know he knew what I was talking about. But then the effect of the word would start to wear off, and right. I would have to, to reteach it.
1: Right. So that's why I. That's why whenever you say no, I always go with a higher correction next.
0: um Terence, are you coming to London?
1: We're coming to Manchester. So close enough. Next,
0: bald face paints. Puppy started piddling in class, fourteen weeks, but still social. At six months, started barking at people. Dogs, no lunging. He's in one hundred click, but they lure away with food. I think bark needs to stop with the pinch and e collar.
1: Yeah, um, they might be. I don't know that. I don't know where you're going, and I don't want to know where you're going. Um, I think what happens is. Um, there are, there are a lot of trainers out there that don't believe in correcting unwanted behaviors. They believe in redirecting unwanted behaviors or teaching an alternative behavior. Unfortunately, that doesn't work where a good correction will stop all of that stuff. So not the piddling, which it's not doing anymore, but it says it was, it was barking at other... Yeah, so a dog barking at, at another dog or another person by luring away, all you're doing is rewarding it. So every time I bark at something... I get a reward just think about it logically like literally think about it logically it's like yeah that sort of makes sense next
0: can I separation anxiety tips for an adult dog who is hurting himself and the crate house uh hold on I am Jeez, I can't even take a breath also been slightly stressy but with kids moved out and owner traveling he is escalating quickly
1: so who's watching the dog Owner's moving out. Kids are gone. Was the dog home alone?
0: Yeah, probably. He sounds like separation anxiety, so when the people are out of the house. Right.
1: So, oh, there's not as many people around anymore. The first thing you should do is watch my separation anxiety video. Watch that first and then come back with questions. Next.
0: Bald face paints. Also, dog is social once he meets but still may piddle. I think bark stops first.
1: Say that one more time. So
0: this is the same dog that's barking now in, in puppy class right. and, and was peeing. Yes. And he says the barking will go away, but he still pees once he, once it meets another dog. So he's like, should you address the barking first?
1: Still address the barking. The peeing is probably something totally, some, something totally different. It could be excitement. It could be nervous. It could be fear. Next. Um
0: blessing every couple of weeks with a good bonk. I don't want all my punishments to be low level at all. I just want some pressure applied after the word so it has weight and I have leverage.
1: Yeah, theoretically a punishment should have meaning to it. It shouldn't be low at all. It should ha- it should have meaning to it or else it won't stop. Next.
0: Linda, is there an age where you can't train a dog?
1: Um when they're dead. Next. <laughs>
0: 999 top chat from Dino. Dog was in a down, child fell into the dog, dog growled, snapped, turned away, no bite, missed correction, immediately went into 20 minutes of obedience training around child play. Should I become concerned, keep working? No, I
1: wouldn't be concerned at all because that's, that's, I mean, your dog could have bit, even if your dog would have bit them, it would have been terrible, but that's one of those times where, where I've thought about, like, if my own child fell on one of my dogs, that, that possibly could happen and I would be in a quandary on what to do and I, it's probably the only time my dog would ever get a free pass um especially if they just like give a quick nip I think this concept that I mean dogs do that they do that they they, they, they use their mouth out of like surprise mm-hmm. so um no I would I would I don't think your dog did anything wrong at all I'm I'm glad that everything worked out okay next.
0: Aurora, should you repeat the command for NCS, like repeat command and then put the pressure on? Or is it unspoken and just stim? Is there a no first, no, then command, then stim? So NCS, there's a couple variables. You most likely aren't going to have 10 dogs out at a time like we do. So if you have your the leash in your hand, because remember you're training, and the remote in your hand, because you're training, Your timing should be good enough that if the dog pops up from a down or whatever command it's in, you immediately put pressure on so you don't need a verbal marker because you're right there with good timing. And if they are confused, you just help them with the leash. I try not to repeat the command. I try not to say, we don't say no or anything. It's just like we're there and we're ready to like help the dog. The only time we use a verbal marker in the learning phase for that is like if we have 10 dogs out on place all the remotes are in a central location. And say one dog steps off place, we would mark it with wrong. We don't say no yet. We're not correcting the dog. It's still low-level stuff. So if a dog pops off place, we'd be like wrong so we can get our timing in. It's like we mark the behavior. We walk over, get their remote, then put the stim on, and the dog will correlate getting off with the marker, and then stim means go back on place. That's really the only time we use a marker marker. In NCS for like the the wrong choice. Right, right. Hopefully that makes sense. I, these are long answers. I know they are. Oh, all right. Next. Um, you but if do- you want to repeat the command, like if the dog's confused, yes, you can repeat the command. But I'd rather just go right to the leash and help the dog. So would I. Um, Mickey, Joelle, you did an awesome job explaining the STEM methodology. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she wolf, J and J. When, how do I know when a dog is ready to graduate to the e-collar?
1: I think depends when you're, you know, it. At about 14 weeks, you can start layering it over the existing training you're doing. Um, uh, with with at least the way we teach, because um, we're we're going under the assumption that you've been starting to do food food protocols. Excuse me, and lots and lots of repetitions. Um, it's it's you can start. Some dogs start off on right on the remote collar. Some some people feel they can start right on the remote car if you want we to. We do
0: sometimes. Big yeah. Blue, he was huge. We yep. got him right on remote. Yep. Um, Rachel, thanks for taking the time to answer my question, Joelle. It makes a lot of sense. I could also talk about training for hours. It's fascinating to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gretchen, you look lovely, Joelle. Oh, thanks, Gretchen. Yeah, but
1: on this show, on this show, it's hard to t- give really long answers. Yeah. That's where Skypes are. And more. a lot
0: of it is like you got to see it. Like right. at, people just like even at seminars, they're watching it and they're like.
1: Whoa, like, right. but we also have a video on this too.
0: Yeah, next. Aurora, when doing spatial pressure exercises, is it okay for my dog to just throw herself behind me in hop fashion, or should it be a turn away from me?
1: Well, the throw itself behind you is possibly one of the steps, but you actually want the dog to turn and move and, and turn away from you. Turn yeah. away. I'm glad, first of all, I'm glad that your dog is. Jumping out of the way, that's the first step, but you actually want the dog to disengage. Mm-hmm. Next.
0: Relaxing too much. Hey, J&J, missed you guys. Hope everyone is feeling better. Oko, the husky pup, is doing so much better. Thanks to our, all your videos. Working on duration stuff now, and the walk is 100 times better. Thank uh, you.
1: Awesome. For that's all of great. you that are getting, for all of you, which are most of you that are watching our show, really, really proud of all the hard work that you're doing, and i um, very, very impressed. That, that people like they take our information which is like unorganized and free and not complete and they actually make progress mm-hmm. i'm always impressed next
0: yeah it's sur- i mean the littlest things man yeah make a difference diana youtubing gsd training with e-collar and there you were hoping to be with you in memphis in november
1: cool. oh awesome that'll be great to see you in memphis tennessee
0: Um, Melissa posted the link to the Raw Feeding Book.
1: Oh, thank you, Melissa.
0: Bulldogs and Hot Rods. Hey, hold on. You guys and gals are amazing. Thank you so much for the free content in these live sessions. A solid fan. Much love.
1: Oh, you're welcome.
0: Amanda. Hey, Jeff and Joel, crazy crate dog from the Florida seminar. Oh, hey. Hey. Arnie has been doing amazing. He's only been a week, and the difference in his behavior is night and day. He's kenneling up without the long line. Wow. And now we're working on him not rushing inside the crate. See, we said that was going to (laughs) happen. He's going to love his crate. Took him on a hike today in Petco, and he healed great and was very focused, even double down in Petco while a big dog was in front of him. Wow. That's amazing.
1: Think about that, and it's only been Hold on,
0: there's more. There's more. It's like the infomercial. Walking on treadmill, doing sit stays, duration place for two hours at a time, and double down on pavement, which he normally hates. Excuse me. We're so grateful for you guys and Ashley.
1: Wow. And that was, ah! th- this dog, folks.
0: He was like.
1: "Well, let the, I, I, I have one <laughs> word to describe this dog a shit show. <laughs> like this dog This show. dog was a shit show. And kudos to the owners for being so brave and and number one not leaving the seminar because it was rough. Oh yeah. It was rough. This this dog was rough. We really stressed this dog out, but they needed it. And think about this. One week how much progress you've made.
0: That's awesome. That is really I was just awesome. Just thinking about you guys. Super
1: proud of you after one week next
0: Aurora, what are some good drills for proofing dogs to having any interest in strangers? I don't know a lot of people in my area to have someone come over regularly.
1: I think by you, like, sort of taunting and teasing your dog, that's what it looks like. You're, like, getting in front of your dog and you're sort of trying to make your dog break. And then maybe get things that, like, move, like, wheeled objects, bouncing objects, um, fast-moving objects. um, Try to psych your dog out and get it to move. You know, make kissy noises. Do anything but say the release command, and that will help. Mm-hmm. Next. And then also go out in public and try the same thing. Just just the public walking by is enough. Next.
0: Joseph, brand new viewer. I just rescued a 70-pound one-year-old mix. I have been binge-watching your videos. Doing prong training, it's going better. He is more reactive to leash pressure rather than following me.
1: That's a good thing, right? Is Doing that
0: prong training, it's going better. He is more reactive to leash pressure than following me. I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah, I'm
1: not sure if that's a – I'm not sure that way – that, that the way you formatted that question was interesting. I don't understand that either. Next.
0: Amanda, wa- I already read that. Melissa, how do you guys feel about pet owners walking through neighborhoods and letting their dogs mark every yard? Isn't walking them for exercise? Also, I see kids playing in that grass and not pet owners.
1: So um, I'm not a big fan of – I know. okay, put it this way. The walk to me should be more structured than the dog – um marking on grass that's not my type of walk so i choose not to walk my dogs that way i choose to walk my dogs next to me um not marking next
0: that's good tea right did you put my honey in it that my super honey
1: i didn't know it was available to me
0: it is a 20 dollars jar of honey but you can use it i didn't know that it's good it goes great with that tea okay
1: well maybe you'll make me one next time
0: Stark Purple. We have a routine set and he has been able to pick up on everything except relaxing once we leave the house. She is fine to relax alone until we are gone. Then she barks, tries to escape and poop.
1: So what I would do is I'd think about getting a bark collar. I would, um, number one, I would role play you, leave, well actually leave but have a nanny cam set up and correct. Um, Shorten the size of, shorten um, uh, the size of the crate. Make it a little bit smaller for now. And um, that's how you start. And then also what's the rest of the day look like when you are there? How does that look? How does that look next?
0: Diane, Joel, what is your Instagram name? Just my name. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel, that's why I did a personal trainer. Haha. I wouldn't want to back out on my trainer and I'm paying for it, so I got to make it happen.
1: Good. You'd be surprised how many people still do that though. So don't yeah. be don't, don't be that person. Don't
0: be that person. Next. Send me updates. <laughs> I'll keep you hold accountable. I'm not even her trainer. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you go. E, why would my dog be aggressive to only some dogs and people? have been doing driveway drills about three weeks every day now, but not seeing any improvement, any suggestions for we, the aggression.
1: Usually driveway drills doesn't stop aggression. So why does your dog get aggressive towards some dogs and some people? Because it's a dog. It's as simple as that. So you haven't told you, you have not communicated with your dog that when it decides to make those choices of being aggressive, aggressive those are bad choices. So how do you do that? You do that through a correction. A remote cower is usually the best option. That's, it's, it's, it's more involved in that and and a free, a free Q&A is not going to fix your problem, but you can do as much obedience as you want to. That will not stop aggression. You have to address aggression head on. How do you do that? Historically, through a Skype. Next.
0: One ninety nine from Dino. Dogs aren't perfect. Love you guys. We'll keep working.
1: No, dogs are not, dogs are far from perfect. Mm. They're they're not even they're not even close to perfect. No. And I think a lot of folks, um, what they do is they expect this this. Their, their dogs to be perfect. They expect their dogs to be more perfect than them.
0: I know. And it's like, guys,
1: they're dogs. They're dogs. Even and like
0: trainer, when everyone like sees our dogs like do stupid stuff out there, like if we're using our dogs as a distraction, right. they're like, your dogs like blow you off sometimes? Yeah. They're like, yes, yeah, like, well, they're
1: also, dogs. Also, I think our clients work with their dogs more than we work with our dogs. Yeah. They really do. Like I don't do drills with my dogs. I like rarely train my dogs anymore i just do stuff with my yeah, dogs
0: just like go out on trails and like, yeah yeah i really just like worry about like their recall
1: yeah so I, I i'm not i'm not surprised that like when people think like dogs are these perfect animals they're far from perfect yeah. they're far and then look at us as human beings and then there's all these variables and then there's dogs that are genetically not they're they're not going to be quote-unquote perfect Mm -hmm. And then there's dogs that have got caps and then there's dogs that come to us that are so dysfunctional that like they're not going to be any resemblance of like what we would think normal dog ownership is. Mm -hmm. Next.
0: Um, Giraffe. I'm going to stay in a house for four months over the summer. I have a 13-month-old dog, and there is an 11-month-old dog that lives in the house. What do you suggest to create structure?
1: Um, number one, I would make sure that both dogs are crated, that both dogs have a routine, that um, I don't know what that other dog is like, but you know, start migrating, start getting them to go on walks together. I think the number one thing is you don't want them to get into fights. Whether they're friends or not, we don't know. Um, but any routine, any structure, try to get both dogs on board as far as like, when you're in the house, this is how you behave, which is pretty much calm and in place. When you're outside and you're on walks, this is how you behave. Um, Stop any nonsense right from the get-go. Don't let it start. Don't let dogs, like, don't let them try to figure things out. That usually ends up in a dog fight. Next.
0: Jack, I will start bonking during the loading. Thank you for confirming my suspicion and providing the advice. Thank you so much.
1: Yes, that's when you do it. That's when you do it. And that's when people will go, oh, my gosh, she bonked a calm dog. It's like, no, the dog was thinking about attacking.
0: Mm-hmm. Next. Uh, Lewis, appreciate all the information, Jeff. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Rachel, what video could I look at to start helping my beagle with separation anxiety?
1: A separation anxiety video. You need video.
0: to remake that one. I know.
1: I will. Will you help me make it? Sure. Thank you. So we have a video in our search box, on our YouTube channel. Type in separation anxiety, and you'll there's there's there, you, you'll you'll start learning. You'll start learning.
0: Um, Michelle, I like the earlier time for these. Thanks for switching time.
1: You're welcome. Yeah, I'm enjoying the earlier time too.
0: It's so nice. Yes,
1: it is. Next. Like
0: I don't need to drink 20 coffees a day lately. Nice. Although today it had kind of a lot. Did you? (laughs) Three. That's not a lot. (laughs) And I got so much sleep last night. It's so weird. That's not a lot, though, for you. No. It's because I didn't work out this morning.
1: Yeah, but that's still not a lot, though, for you.
0: No. Um... Amanda, a question for my brother. His dog during the hike today was refusing to turn heel while he was practicing 180s. It would jump up, growl, cry. I told him fight through it and pop and walk. But is there anything else he can do? What type of correction would you use?
1: No, the dog was probably just objecting. Protesting. Yeah, that's just sort of like an objection. The dog didn't like it. I, I would probably try it in a more neutral area, maybe not as a distraction area. So maybe back at the house and try that exact same move and then work through it. We have dogs that do that too. Especially if it's the first time you've tried something, you know, we struggle too with dogs. Next.
0: Relaxing too much. Any tips for getting an audible warning for potty time? He is great in the crate and it's the only time I get verbal notification that he has to go out. But when in the house, he will just get up and go. Um,
1: I don't train that. I don't know. So I don't, I don't like bell train my dogs. But if you want to, you can bell train your dog. You can train your dog to like sit at a door, but then you have to be paying attention. Um, like. There's there's videos on how to bell train your dog. I don't do that. I just take my dogs out um, on a routine. Next,
0: Stark Purple. Sorry for all the questions, but I binged all your videos yesterday and jumped on the chance to ask some questions. Thanks a million.
1: Oh, we don't mind. I mean, that's what these Q and As are for. The Q and As are for you to ask questions. Yeah, ask away. And, and without without questions, we have we have no show. True we, that. We have no show. So we don't have an we don't have an agenda for this show at all. Um. I've thought about doing agenda type shows, but those never usually work out.
0: No, you can only talk about the same. Well,
1: we talk about the same stuff every week. Yeah. Next.
0: Um. Rachel said, thank you.
1: No, you're welcome.
0: Terrence, how do you stop a big dog chasing a little dog?
1: Um. Well, how do you stop any dog from chasing any dog? I think is the real question. I mean, I don't know your skill set. I mean, if you, the, you put the dog that was doing the chasing on a leash and you would, pop the leash you can have the dog on a remote collar you can correct the dog on a remote collar i don't know the skill set of the dog that's that's chasing so you know you if, if 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 the dog was underneath verbal command you can just say stop cut the shit recall the dog but you can role play it by having the dog on a leash um but if they're in but if you if the dog is not trained and they're running around and the dogs are quicker than you. You really can't do you really can't do much except for like start throwing shit at the dog. I mean, I'm being funny there. Um, there's really not much you can do next.
0: Um, Aurora, I'm going to be house sitting a six month old puppy for a week. Owners asked me to stop his jumping and mouthing. Is this something I can stop for good or will it continue since it's so young?
1: Um, are the owners gonna follow through with it? So jumping is easy. Like the dog would probably not jump after 30 seconds. Jumping is easy to stop. You can stop jumping in 30 seconds and the dog will not jump on you, but that doesn't mean the dog won't jump on them or their guests because they the dog has to believe them. Mm-hmm. And and that's one of the big things. As far as mouthing is with mouthing, yeah. same thing. A 6-month-old dog shouldn't be mouthing. That's considered almost biting at that point. So again, If a dog put its mouth on me, I would bonk it. I would say no, and then bonk it. And a bonker is, you would bonk the dog on the head and the dog would stop doing that. But a lot of owners though, what they do is like, they'll describe things they do to their dog, like with their dogs, and then they'll complain that their dog does a certain behavior. And I'm like, well, you're doing everything to encourage your dog to do that behavior. That's why it's doing it and you've never trained your dog not to do it. So it's like, what do you expect? What do you expect? And then something deep inside of you says you like it. Like we get that a lot, especially jumping. Like, oh, I don't like when my dog jumps. And I'm like, okay, let me show you how to fix it. And I fix it and I show it at a seminar and I've got free videos. But then they're like, but sometimes I don't mind. I'm like, well, which one is it? Do you want your dog to jump or not? And if you want your dog to jump, then give it a command. Turn it into literally an obedience command. And then then you put it on command. And then if the dog jumps when it's not commanded, it gets corrected. But jumping is easy to stop. You can fix jumping quicker than you can teach a reliable sit or even a half-ass sit. Next. <sighs>
0: Sorry, guys. Um, Missy, how do I get my border collie to not be afraid when someone reaches down to pet her? She's not a rescue. She's just always been leery of people. I just don't want her to get frightened and bite.
1: So being a rescue has got nothing to do with it. So being a rescue is not a breed. So being a rescue dog is no past that the dog is going to behave badly. And being a dog that you got from a breeder is no past that the dog will behave well. They're all dogs. It all boils down to training. So, um, as far as like, I don't let strangers pet dogs. That's that's the reason why. That's the reason why. Because most a lot of dogs don't like to be petted. So, and most people don't know how to fully pet a dog. Um, but what was the question exactly?
0: How does how, how does she get her border collie to not be afraid when someone reaches down to pet her?
1: So what you do is you do a clicker food protocol where somebody reaches down. First clicker train your dog. Your dog understands what a clicker is, and you make it a big game. Reach down, click, food. Reach down, click, food. Reach down, click, food. Oh, it's fun when people reach down. Next.
0: Jay, the separation videos work. My dog would cry and bark after 10 minutes. Now we keep him home in a crate while at work. Which rarely can be eight hours, no matter how long, he's calm and quiet.
1: Good. Yep, they do. Yeah, you know, well, Most of the videos that we make are pretty damn reliable. Because I only make videos and I only talk about stuff that I know about. Like potty training shit, I'm not a big knowledge base about. Next.
0: Uh, Marad, my dog follows me everywhere in the home, won't leave me alone for a second. Is that a bad thing? I'm not putting her in the crate too much because I work home and she's not destructive.
1: Okay. Well, the crate is not just for destruction. So you tell me, is that a problem or not? That's, a, that's personal choice. So to me, your dog following you around is, is a great way for separation anxiety to manifest. So to me, I don't want my dog following me around. It doesn't mean the dog loves you. It doesn't mean the dog cares about you. It doesn't mean the dog wants to be your friend. It, it, to me, a dog following me around sounds like a pretty pain in the ass behavior but that's just me. To me, I want my dog to like, why can't you just lie down somewhere? So, so you don't have to put your dog in the crate, but the crate, it's not bad dog go in the crate. It's like time to go in the crate right now, um, but teach the place command. So watch my video on the place command and the place command means go to a dog bed or go to a dog cot and lie down there and stay there. And then just watch me move around my house. I personally don't want dogs following me around my home, but that's just me. If you want your dog to follow you around your home, then let your dog follow you around your home. But if you don't want your dog to follow you around your home, teach the place command. But putting your dog in a crate is not just necessarily because of soil and destruction. It's also a good management tool. It's a good management tool. Next.
0: Aurora, what are some common small things owners might be missing with their dogs? The house is structured, but there isn't complete breakthrough with arousal. Place and double down still seems aroused.
1: So you can bonk arousal. So you can correct over arousal. Um, Also, you want to make sure you're consistent in all your commands. What a lot of people do is they just talk to their dogs too much. And they get them over aroused. So their dogs are aroused more. I'm yawning a lot. I
0: know. You're making me yawn. Just you thinking about yawning is making me yawn.
1: Sorry. It's been a interesting – I woke up a couple of times last night.
0: But you're sleeping more, right?
1: Yes and no. I – in the last three weeks, I had one good night of sleep. <laughs> okay. It's like I'm not getting consistent <laughs> sleep. I think I'm going to bed earlier, but I'm not falling asleep.
0: Mm. You know what I've done? I just stop looking at my phone at night. I've been putting it on my dresser, so I can't even reach over for it if I want to. So
1: you just wait till like, the alarm goes off? Yeah. Really? That helps you?
0: Yeah. If it's there, it's like temptation. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. Don't <laughs> <No>, shit. <laughs> it's for you to scroll.
0: Uh, rela- it's, like,
1: it's like, what are you doing? I'm just scrolling.
0: Scrolling.
1: <laughs> yep. Next.
0: Yeah. Relaxing too much. 225 prong recommended for 15 pound, three month old husky. Yep,
1: that sounds about right. It'll probably outgrow it though, but that sounds about right for that age next.
0: Um, curly laughs. What do you do to get a pinch collar on a dog that runs from you? I have a rescue from Turkey that doesn't even let me put her harness or regular collar on her. She is everything reactive.
1: So, you know, whenever you get a dog that comes from another, like a street dog from another country, you know, you're gonna have a host of problems. So the first thing I would do is get a slip lead and just use a slip lead. Just literally put a slip lead on your dog and cinch it up and make sure it's nice and secure and just have your dog follow you around for a little bit. That's what I would do. So whenever you've got these dogs that are these street dogs, I mean, and I'm not gonna diss a street dog. You own the dog, that would be disrespectful. But, and I'm not gonna diss people that import street dogs or excuse me, or rescue organizations that that take dogs off the street. But a lot of time and some of them turn out to be the best dogs in the world. But a lot of the times, just keep in mind what you're doing. You're taking a dog off of a street who would wander and did whatever it was. And some of them are very averse to humans and you're domesticating them and you're domesticating them and they eat where they want. And people think it's a terrible life. And I'm not saying it's a good life. But what I'm saying is it's it's not used to being contained. And containment means literally it's living in a home right now and now you're trying to put a collar on it. So to start off with, put a slip lead on the dog and walk around with it like that. Do that for a week and then put a flat buckle collar on it. And then once you get it used to like hands around your neck around its neck like this motion right there you can fit a a bunch of different collars. but trying to put a harness on a dog that's a pretty extensive process where it's like yeah your average dog will step into it and it'll snap on and things go well but you're dealing with a dog that probably is not used to human touch next
0: giraffe i feel like there should be like more to this i don't know if part of this got cut off or what but maybe the two dogs are very playful puppies they used to live together when originally adopted we had to keep them separated. We've been separately working on obedience training. I imagine they will both be very excited about being together. How would I correct? Lower the level of arousal?
1: Maybe they got into a fight. I don't know. Um. So low arousal is... Bonking is a good way to stop arousal. Or any sort of correction is good for arousal. So like dogs that are... Ar- aroused means like overly adrenalized. Overly adrenalized. You give your dog a good leash pop. You, but you say no and you bonk your dog... Dogs all of a sudden go, oh, sorry about that. I'll cut the shit. Just think about yelling at kids, but you're not yelling. You're not raising your voice. Next.
0: Lewis, similar question. Five-month-old Rottweiler, 225
1: or 3.0 prong? 3.0. Next.
0: Laura, my dog can be people aggressive if they stop and talk to me. Walking past me, he will ignore them. If they stop to talk, he'll either want to be their friend or bite them. Any advice?
1: Yeah, don't let them bite them. So what I would (laughs) do is I'd muzzle your dog. I mean, to give advice to... Fix that problem, and I hate the word fix, to make that better on a podcast like this, it's a very involved process. That's not an easy fix. It's not an easy fix. So what I would do is I would walk your dog around with a muzzle and get a Baskerville muzzle, which they can breathe, breathe out of, eat out of, drink, drink water out of, pant, and I wouldn't let people pet the dog. And I would keep the dog next to you excuse me, in a proper heel and don't let people pet the dog and don't let your dog approach the dog. And um, don't let your dog approach people. Why does your dog do it? It could be a host of different reasons. Host of different reasons. Next.
0: Melissa, when crate training an eight-week-old puppy, do you suggest leaving the small blanket with the litter mate's mom sent on it in the crate or for a few weeks? Can you talk about teaching her weight?
1: So we don't train weight command. Um, Weight doesn't have much of a value to me. But, I mean, stay we teach, which is built into all of our sit and our down and our place, which we get dogs to do, like sit and they stay, down and they stay, place and they stay. As far as the mother's scent on that, to me, if you want to, but then, I mean, you gotta, you have to wash it eventually. Um, I mean... Is that going to help with separation anxiety when you first bring the um, the litter home? I mean, I think that's probably recommended in a lot of books, but there's a lot of stuff that's recommended in a lot of books. And I've never done that. I haven't raised a ton of puppies. I would talk to a puppy raiser about that, if that, if that works or not. But as far as, like, um, getting a dog to default sit and stay and down and stay in place and stay that's part of all of our training protocols that we do but at eight weeks old that's not what they said the dog was eight Mm -hmm. weeks old a lot of that you're, you're, you're really not working on that now you're just trying to get your reps in you're just trying to get your repetitions in of like short commands like sit down place recall like you're just trying to get your reps in you're really not working on duration at this age next
0: Whoa, wine. Uh, hi, I'm new here. My question is, I have a four-month-old GSD and a six-month-old Rottweiler. My GSD likes to bite play, and my Rottweiler does not like it. My Rottweiler – hold on – pins her and growls and acts aggressively, so I stop playtime. Should I muzzle them?
1: Four-month and six-month? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's too early to tell. I mean, that could be just rough play. It could also lead to a fight. Um. So, I mean, I wouldn't muzzle a four-month-old dog. I would just – I would just break up. I would just stop the play. But four months old, this I wouldn't be. I wouldn't muzzle up a 16 week old puppy. It chances are it's play, but I would have to see it. But chances are it is play. It's probably rough play. Um, that's what dogs do. So if you're going to get dogs that close to age together, um, there's going to be rough play. That's what they do. They rough play. Next.
0: Giraffe, I'm. I already read that. Um, Denicia, my Rottweiler is almost six months. Can he hold his urine for eight hours in the crate?
1: Um, it's six months old. It should be able to. I would take your dog. I would cut water off about three hours prior to bedtime. I would take the dog off. It- take the dog outside at least twice on a leash to a potty spot. Make sure it fully empties its bladder before bedtime, and then I would um. And then, what I, and then what I would do is I would um, uh, uh, crate it up and then overnight for what? Like eight hours? The, is there a time? Eight hours, yeah. Eight hours? I would imagine a six-month-old dog should go eight hours approximately. Yep. That's probably right about there. Next.
0: Aurora, is a prong okay for a six-month-old puppy or just a slip lead? Do you still do prong dance with young puppy?
1: We do prong dance with every single dog we put a prong on. Mm-hmm. 100% of the time, no matter the age of the dog. Next.
0: Sarah, thank you so much for everything y'all do.
1: You're welcome. Next.
0: I don't think you answered the first six-month-old puppy. Can they be on a prong? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. Absolutely.
0: Um, Linda, sorry. I don't want him to bark outside. How can I stop this behavior?
1: Um, get a bark collar or a remote collar, and you make barking uncomfortable for the dog to do, and then dogs tend to stop. Next. Next.
0: Curly laughs. Okay, I'll start over. Turkey dog was great until 16 months old. I got her at six months. Oh, Everyone okay, said I see. Their personalities change on Anatolian Shepherd Group. Thank you. So that's the dog that won't let her put a collar on it all of a sudden.
1: Okay, so you have an Anatolian Shepherd, which I've owned before. So you have an Anatolian Shepherd. It was good for the first 16 months, and now it's running away from you. Now, dogs do change at 16 months old. But I'm not quite sure what's going on right now. It might be thinking that it's a game. Again, so it's not a feral dog. Okay, a feral type dog. So there is a relationship. You've owned it for?
0: She's had it since it was six months So right? you've owned
1: it for, uh, year, for 10, months. 10 months. So there's some relationship there. Um, but I don't know how what the level of training is that you've been doing with it. So I would, I would put a slip lead on it, and then I would train it to so put a slip lead on it. With a slip lead on it, it can't run away, and then I would train it to put a collar on. Next.
0: Mario, hi, guys. I told about a bonker to one of my clients. Her dog would start nipping their hands out of excitement or when not allowed to do everything. First among their four-dog pack, one bunk solved it.
1: It usually historically does, yes.
0: <clears throat> Aurora, how do you work a dog through freaking out when other dogs in the house are behind or ahead on a walk being walked by someone else?
1: So that that's an often often common thing that's an that's a common thing to do you would correct it a lot of dogs what they do is when they're walking in line next to each other they're fine but then we do something called leapfrog and one goes ahead and they freak out and then the other one goes ahead and they're always turning around it happens Mm -hmm. all the time it happens with dogs in the same household it happens with on pack walks um it's usually out of arousal or excitement and you do that and you stop it by correcting the dog next
0: Laura, I do muzzle him all the time as I'm in the UK and very strict rules on aggressive dogs, but I hate him having the muzzle on him. So I want to try to get him over to overcome this aggression for some people.
1: This is on the the, the, the older dog, though, not the puppies, right?
0: No, this is just... I think this is the dog that she wanted right. to get comfortable with people approaching it. Right, whatever. right,
1: right. It's not this four-month-old no. puppy. Right. So again, again, on this... On this podcast, the, that problem will not be solved. It's a very intensive thing, and most of it is usually hands-on. Um, I'll be in the UK doing a couple of seminars in Scotland and, in, and in, in Manchester. But what you can do is there's other trainers out there that I'm sure that can help you as well. Um, yes, they do take muzzling seriously over there, biting seriously over there. Um, so what you'll do is the best thing to do is to get your dog like, don't let people pet the dog and you would correct... Remote cowers are not illegal over there. They're frowned upon, but they're not illegal. And if your dog is looking at somebody, um, you want to set it up incorrectly, you'd correct the dog. Next.
0: Giraffe, thanks for addressing my questions. The pups never got in fights, but lots of rough play and lots of energy. I guess I'm looking for guidance on how to stop play and get them to chill together once inside the house.
1: So, but... So, you have to what you do is you put leashes on them and you crate them. A four month old dog would be crated. So you've got two dogs that are very young. So it is rough play. That's literally what it is, is rough play. That's what dogs do. They play, they play rough. A 16 week old puppy is going to play rough. It'd be very unlikely for a 16 week old puppy to actually get into a fight. So what I would do is I would um, separate them by giving them, okay, Time's up, we're done, kettle up, and they'll probably fall asleep in their crates. Next.
0: Um, Aurora, if I pop while dog is freaking out, but it seems to escalate. Same with e-collar. Tried bonking and it works best, but not for long, maybe not bonking early enough. GSD can be so hyper.
1: So no, referring
0: to multiple dog walk questions.
1: Right. So all of your all of your corrections are probably not early enough. You want to do it at the very beginning of the sequence. So all of your corrections should be done at the beginning of the sequence. Once the dog has started on the sequence, historically what happens is most most, um, behaviors escalate, then um, diffuse on almost everything. Not just on what you're struggling with, but on a lot of stuff. So things tend to escalate um, pretty quick. Um, If you um, correct, um, too late. So that's where a lot of people think. Oh, corrections make it worse. No bad timing makes it worse. Next.
0: Ooh, put that on a freaking t-shirt. It's so true. It's very true. Mm-hmm.
1: Bad timing does. Yeah. Bad timing is bad timing is the the
0: the the escalator.
1: Bad of tim- Bad behavior. <laughs> bad bad timing messes up a lot of stuff. Yeah. Next.
0: That's it right now.
1: That's it right now. Ten minutes early. I think it's time for us to go anyway.
0: Yeah, you're looking pretty tired. Yeah,
1: it's been a rough day. Rough day. So we're going to end the show right now. We'll be back on Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, But I think that it's been a good show. I think you guys are doing a great job. Um, In two weeks from now, we'll see you in um, Frederick, Maryland. Frederick. We're excited about Frederick. If anybody's within 300 miles of Frederick, Maryland, we would encourage you to go there. People drive far and wide to go to these seminars. They're a lot of fun. Um, It's a great way. They're they're called problem-solving seminars.
0: You learn some foundation stuff too, e-collar work and stuff.
1: You you do, but a lot of times you learn problem-solving stuff. and and if you think your dog is the worst dog ever then you should probably be you should probably go be going to the seminar because that's the place to go dogs are not turned away at all um, they're a lot of fun, they're educational, they're supportive, everybody that's there is there for the same reason, and they're all struggling, and um, nobody's passing judgment on you at all, yeah. and it's a great place for your dog to be an asshole or a dick, and it's a great place for you as a human to be nervous and concerned and afraid, because it's a very, very supportive group of people that are there, and um, the, the, the dogs that are there are um, all struggling, they're all struggling, All right so goodnight take care bye bye